What's up everyone and welcome to the house. My name is Caleb Prozy and joining me as always are my faithful co-hosts Naaman Smith and Caleb Confusioni. And on this podcast we talk about everything sports every week. This week we aim to discuss the hottest topics in the sports world. But before we start, I wanted to dish it over to the other guys and give them a rundown of episode 6. All right, y'all, this week we've got a lot of topics coming at you. First and foremost, Florida State football fumbles the bag against number 22, Wake Forest. And kind of what was a game that seemed to lull on for a long time, Florida State never really catching rhythm until it was too late. Next up, we got Tua Tagovailoa with a severe head injury. Who's to blame for this situation? Is the doc actually a veterinarian? Does he really know what he's doing? What's happening in Miami? Next up, we have a crisis at an Indonesian soccer match. Uh, at least 120 dead. Um, and we have tear gas, all kinds of things going on there. A horrible, tragic situation. And I'll kick it to Naaman to give you the rest of what we got for yeah. today. Yeah, so MLB playoff race. It's going to be the first major sports uh, league that is now in the playoffs in our podcast. So the playoffs start this Friday. So we're going to run over the teams that have already clinched, those that are about to clinch, and those that are trying to get a first round bye and what they need to do. And then we're going to go over college football and NFL, uh, the Jags, the Saints, the Dolphins. Not many of us won this week, so we're going to talk about that, and then we'll finish it up with our picks for the week. Awesome. So, yeah, let's move in. Segment one, what's happening? First of all, we talked a little bit about it. FSU, they were ranked for the first time in four years and got handed their first loss of the season. So Mm. it was a little rough being in the stands for that game. Mm, definitely. So I hey. just uh, props to Wake Forest. They look like a pretty solid team mm-hmm. that is a pretty driving force in the ACC. What do you guys think? Oh, I f- oh, like first off, let's just pray for all the people that got sunburned at that game. That, right. <laughs> yeah, it was a it was a hot one out there. But um so that's that like read option, that delayed read option, mm-hmm. that was just the most annoying, annoying thing in the <laughs> entire world. Mm. Um, just like being a fan at the stadium, every time they did it, you're just screaming at the players, or you want to like stomp your foot because you know it's gonna work, mm-hmm. and it, it just yeah. it Continue makes it makes work. it look so easy for them when really you know all eleven guys on FSU's defense are trying. It really worked well for Wake Forest. It's it's very difficult to defend, and it looked like. Um, and, you know, we, we saw against the game the game we played against Louisville where we came out in the second half um, and our defense looked just exponentially better than it did in the first. And I, you kind of see that again in this game, I feel like, because we only let up 10 points in the second half. But at that point it was like, okay, it's too late. Like they already put up 21. They've already kind of established a pretty good lead on us at this point. Um, but, yeah, I think they – I mean, they really controlled the line of scrimmage that game. O-line and D-line seemed like they had – uh, leg up on us, and I think that's ultimately the, they won in the trenches, and I think that's what led to the the L for FSU. True, yeah, it's really disappointing. Um, the guys fought hard in the second half. Again, Caleb and I said a lot of laundry on the field, mm-hmm. and the guys just weren't clicking like they were the first four weeks of football. Moving forward, Tua Tagovailoa suffered a pretty serious injury. What do we think? One more thing about that. Hold okay. on, sorry. Before we move on, so it was it was a tough day for just our offense so like the first drive we scored a touchdown it looked great like like some guy from barstool was like jordan travis early heisman candidate Mm -hmm. like after the first drive 
and then we proceeded to score zero points the rest of the first half. Mm, yeah. Uh, so I was talking to Harrison Hawthorne, a friend of the podcast, about it. And my takeaway from it was, like, that first drive is scripted. Like, those are plays that you run over and practice over and over and over. And then all those drives after that are just on the fly. Yeah. Defense, like, changing things up. Offense having to change things up. And Mike Norvell definitely got outmatched in the first half after the first drive. But he did come back in the second half. He scored points. But it was definitely, like, he, he needs to... That cannot happen again next week at NC State. Of course not. I mean, it's a, it's a road game, so there will be challenges there. And NC State is coming off of a loss. So, But, yeah, again, Tua, that man got beat up. He did. Dude, when I, when I first saw the play, and it, it wasn't one of those um, – it, it wasn't one – and this was obviously the – I mean, the first week prior he had a really bad – you know, he was stumbling, he had a little bit of a head injury, went through protocol, and then he gets this – crazy hit against uh, they're playing the Bills mm-hmm. and so he gets this crazy and it wasn't like a super impactful like head to ground hit it kind of was but it wasn't anything just a crazy little whiplash, yeah. just a little whiplash and then you see his finger like he throws up like the Jameis W's with his fingers <laughs> and that yeah. like neurological response to just like something's not right yeah and, and you know just from what I saw it seems like if he didn't have some sort of prior head trauma then that hit probably wouldn't have affected him as severely as it did. Yeah. Um, so I think that's just a buildup of trauma over time. It, it was scary to see. I was I was freaking out because, I mean, the, the head is something you do not want to mess around with at all. Like, if the person, if the guy needs to stay out, like, he needs to sit out. Um, I know, Naaman, you know a little bit more about as far as what's going on with the doc in Miami. I know they've, mm-hmm. you know, recently fired him. So. A lot yeah. of drama. Uh, so... The NFL, the concussions were a big deal in the early 2000s, and it finally got momentum in, I think, like, early 2010s to finally make some transitions and make some changes, like monumental changes. Because what used to happen is the team doctor used to be the one who gave the concussion test to see if they were okay or not. And they would just kind of not really do it to the full extent that they needed to. They would kind of just be like, oh, you seem good. You're going to go back in. We need you. Because he's employed by the team. Yeah. So one of the big changes the NFL did is they started hiring a independent doctor for each team, not affiliated with the team. So they hired a guy from – this is just an example. They hired a guy from Boston who's a big Patriots fan. or hopefully, Probably not, but just a guy who has no affiliate with the Dolphins. They hire him to be just like the neutral opinion. Yeah. And he gives the yes or no to if he's allowed back in. Any time he thinks, and he has to call any player over, they have to go. Uh, and he's the one that gave two of the okay to go back into the game. Gotcha. Not a Dolphins team doctor. So okay. on social media, everyone was getting mad at the Dolphins, and rightfully so. Like anyone with eyes could have seen that Tua stumbled mm-hmm. and was like having like brain issues. But. Um, Ultimately, the the yes or no came from an independent team doctor, not team doctor, independent NFL doctor, mm-hmm. and he got fired. Yeah, um, yeah. It's a sucky situation for, and it sucks. It re- I, I hate it for McDaniel too, as a first yeah. year coach coming in, because I think a lot of eyes turned to him, and you know he said in the the post post game press conference like. I am never gonna like you know keep a guy on the field even if it gives me a competitive advantage. Like if they're having any kind of like my goal is not to risk them for further injury. Like I'm gonna take them off the field and they need to be taken off the field. So yeah. and I believe that. Like he's seen like 
he seems like the kind of guy that's you know genuine and he means what he says yeah. especially in that regard so um sucks for him because it's not a great look but i don't mm-hmm. think many people it seems like more attention has been on the dock than anything else. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah. Um, but you know, hope Tua's all right. Be praying for Tua. That's that's a rough, yeah, um, rough rough hit to take. A lot of players, like especially Jalen Ramsey, he tweeted out he was so mad. Oh yeah, he's like, yeah. take care of your players. Like mm-hmm. doctors, your job as a team doctor is to just take care of the players. Yep. yep. Like it is it is selfish of a doctor to send somebody like Tua who has just been stumbling. Like physically unable to walk after a hit, <laughs> yeah. and to just send him out for Thursday night football, what? Yeah, Sunday to Thursday, four days after. Mm-hmm. It's just it's irresponsible. It, it was not smart. Um, yeah, uh, it just and to make matters worse too is uh, like Ryan Fitzpatrick went on in the post game, like right after it happened. Ryan Fitzpatrick played with Tua. For yeah, he was years. he was upset. Dude. And the weird thing about it, about this entire situation, Ryan Fitzpatrick, they're friends. Mm-hmm. So like Ryan Fitzpatrick went to lunch the day before the game with Tua, yeah. and he said yeah. he couldn't tell anything different. Mm-hmm. So like that just tells you. A player, they're employed and they're paid to go back into the game. And these guys are smart enough, I guess, through concussion, through a brain injury, to still be acting normal, to hold up conversations, to go to a press conference and say all the right things when really their brain is hurt and they need to sit out. Mm -hmm. So, like, that's just another thing the NFL really does need to take into account. Like, if they're saying even the right things now, it's still not enough. Uh, Moving into more of a touchy subject. Oh, boy. There was a huge crisis at a soccer match in Mm. Indonesia where at least 125 people, maybe more, were dead in a stampede Mm. where there was an absolute chaotic panic that Mm. broke out after... That at, right after that match had ended. Yeah. So let's let's hear a little bit more about that. Yeah. So I'll I'll take that. Um, well, me and Confusioni both know soccer pretty well, but I've been researching this one a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know it's big because my mom sent it to me, and also yeah. you know it's big because NPR wrote Shout an article moms. about it. So, um, but prayers for so 125 people are already like they Confirmed. passed away. Yeah. Uh, Because of the situation to give you some insight to give the listeners insight into the situation There is a Indonesian soccer team that for I believe it was 28 years in a row had beaten this rival uh, At home and this was the first time they had ever lost to them in 28 years and their fans rioted because again 28 years is a long time You're not used to losing yeah, they didn't handle it well when they lost uh, they stormed the field. Like, the fans, according to just all sources, they just went crazy. It was just, yeah, pure chaos. Pure chaos. Mm. Tear gas was involved. Yeah, a lot of people are questioning whether that was a good move mm-hmm. or if it just increased panic, which yeah. I'm not going to get into that because that's political and yeah. whatnot. And yeah. I just know that it's it's a sad thing. It doesn't matter if it's here in America or overseas. Our hearts go out to that Indonesian crowd yeah because it is you hate to see it you really hate to see that get out of hand in that way yeah it's yeah i mean i'll just slightly slightly unrelated but just to speak to the i guess insanity and like craziness that can ensue especially international soccer like i i went to a soccer game in brazil um yeah it was in 20 
16, I believe. Doesn't really matter. Uh, a few years back. And um, the environment there, I mean, the guy, so it was one of my old coaches that, like, took us on a trip. Mm-hmm. And so the team we were rooting for was, like, blue and white, and the other team was black, black colors. And he was like, do not wear black socks. Do not wear black underwear. Do not wear a black necklace. Do not, like, don't wear any black. Mm-hmm. Like, because yeah. the people, like, the away fans will, like, actually try to, like, some of them are crazy enough. They'll actually, like, try to hurt you. Mm-hmm. I mean, and they literally, they have, like, SWAT SWAT team. I mean, that's become more common in America now, too. But they have yes. SWAT team, like, outside the stadium, like, on patrol. They have, like, div- like big plexiglass or probably something stronger than that divider between the home and away section. Like, fans at international soccer games can get crazy, and they can get crazy fast. Yeah. Like, and just being in that environment where there's so I mean, fans, especially in Brazil, like, they will scream at the refs. They will scream at the players. Like, they do not care. They have no filter. Yeah. I don't know what they're saying because they're speaking Portuguese. But, uh, you know, and, and this is obviously, this is, you know, it's not like the away fans and home fans were getting into a fight or anything like that. But it's, you know, just to speak to the, like, craziness that can go down at international international yeah. soccer, the fans, like, they will start to riot or start to just, like... Congregate quickly. <laughs> so the reason why people died, it had nothing to do with like the. It, it wasn't like the police shot anybody. It was mm-hmm. just the stampede. Yeah, it was just yeah. fans killing other fans unintentionally. It's crazy through suffocation just and, and just like yeah. panic. Um, so just really just again, just be happy that you're everyone listening, everyone here is alive. But again, whenever you go to a sporting event, just be thankful. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. be thankful and just. Just know that every time you go, it is a risk. Uh, once I went to a high school football game, my high school, Dwyer, when I was a freshman in high school, uh, we were playing Palm Beach Central, and gunshots went off in the parking mm. lot. And at first, Sorry. everyone thought it was fireworks, but the players that like were more familiar with the sound of gunshots, they knew what it was, and they started running. Yeah. Like they just they they were in the middle of a play, and they just started running. Yeah, and like all the fans just went. Chaotic. It just went chaotic. One woman, uh, so no one died in that incidence, but four people had to be taken to the hospital. Mm. Uh, nothing to do with the gunshots. Uh, it was just a guy, His, I think his gun just went off. No one died. But uh, it's just, two people got trampled on, two, two people, one lady, and then a, a young kid mm-hmm. had broken ribs just because they got trampled. That's just panic. Chaos can ensue whenever, and you never know what yeah. it's going to happen. It's literally like chaos and panic between just individuals it's like a wildfire yeah it's like well, a, i mean we brought up earlier like the travis scott concert that happened and there you know people are just like pushing in the crowd and just getting more and more on top of each other until yeah. people are getting trampled you're not it's even like, thinking about it you're not thinking about anything you're thinking about how am i going to get out or yeah, how am yeah. i going to be fine exactly. and it's a, that's a natural human thing but like yeah prayers out to indonesia but more on a happier note yeah more on a happier <laughs> note we have we're going to move forward into the into major league baseball Mm-hmm. And we're going to go and break down what the current playoff bracket is right now with three days left in the MLB regular season. Mm-hmm. The AL looks pretty locked up, whereas the NL, there's still some spots up for grabs or for swaps. Mm. So moving in, I'm just going to give a rundown of what that bracket looks like right now. And then Nana and I are going to go back and forth about that NL race. Mm-hmm. So as of today, number one, Houston, and number two, New York Yankees have secured their first round by in the American League. Whereas next, the Cleveland Guardians 
will face the number six, Cleveland's the third seed, will face the number six, Tampa Bay Rays, and the number four seed, Blue Jays, will face the number five seed, Mariners, who ended their 21-year playoff drought. Ooh, go Mariners. And it is exciting because we have all not, last time that happened, we were either babies or not alive. Yeah. (laughs) So it'll be cool to see them in. Moving into the NL. Oh, to mention also as well, the MLB has expanded from a 10-team to a 12-team. So this is the first year that there is a 12-team playoff. And it's, so yeah, it's more exciting, more spots available. Now into the NL, as of right now, the Dodgers are number one, and they've secured it. And the Braves are number two, but they haven't secured it just yet to get that first round by in the National League. Number three, Cardinals looking to face the number six Phillies. And then the number four Mets are looking to face the number five Padres. And then, so to go more into that Braves, why they haven't secured it yet. So they're, they were very far behind the Mets. They were, 10 and a half games back in June. Yes. So like at the end of May, they were 10 and a half games behind the Mets. The Mets had over a 90% chance to win the division. But the Braves were red hot. They had the second best record since June. Went on a tear. Yeah, the only team that had a better record was the Dodgers, which are the one seed. Exactly. The Dodgers are really good at what they do. Uh, But so the Braves, this weekend, there was a huge series. So FSU was playing Wake. That's a big game. But this weekend, if you're an MLB fan, the biggest series of the regular season happened. Braves versus the Mets mm-hmm. in Atlanta. Baseball too. That in was a big Atlanta, game. yeah. So going into the series, the Mets, if they won just one game, they pretty much clinched it. They had a 99.1% chance to win the division if they just won one of the three games. Mm-hmm. Friday night comes. It's the first of the, of the three games of the weekend. They lose. Yep. They were winning 1-0, and they end up – uh, Matt Olson and Dansby Swanson both hit solo bombs, and that sparked the Braves' scoring run. Mm-hmm. So they go, they they take the first game. The second game comes. The Mets again take a one zero lead, very similar to the first night. But here come the bats. Matt Olson and mm-hmm. Dansby Swanson hit more bombs again, and then uh, I believe Sunday night baseball well, uh, on Saturday night. Oh, still Saturday night. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Uh, I believe uh, Riley, Austin Riley, also hit another bomb. And then Sunday night came. Sunday night, the Braves edged him out 5-3. to three. I didn't yes. get a chance to watch that game, but I know that the Braves, again, behind on the plate, absolutely dominated. I know their defense played well. The Mets still managed to score three runs. Yeah. But, yeah, the Braves just looked like the better team. Yeah, that game, that game was just crazy because uh, the Braves actually started the game with the lead, mm-hmm. unlike the first two games. But then the Mets, they just got hot, and they were lighting Charlie Morton up. They almost took him out because uh, he gave up the lead, and mm-hmm. he was down. Uh, but then, again, who are those two guys I mentioned earlier? Matt Olson and Dansby mm-hmm. Swanson come in and hit two more bombs. So they, were the, they both were... Uh, there's only three players in Braves history to ever hit home runs in, in a three-game series with the Mets, and they joined that list. That's so now big. there's five. Both of them. That's yeah, super both cool them. that both of them were able to do that in the same series. Yeah. I know that another kind of race to keep an eye on is the Phillies. Mm-hmm. They need to either win or the Brewers need to lose. It's not a both. It's either or. Mm-hmm. So hopefully the Phillies... I'm fine. I feel fine about the Phillies. I feel fine about the Brewers. Could really care less who gets in the playoffs, but the Phillies are looking like the team that's going to make it, in my opinion, just by 
the Brewers could really lose. I think the Phillies are playing the Diamondbacks or somebody lower level yeah. so they can get an easy win. I, I I don't want the Phillies to make it. The Phillies give the Braves fits. So that is true. I want I, I want the Phillies to get knocked. But yeah, I'm, I, not, I'm not a Braves guy, so I can the, see how you think that. The Phillies are going to make it. Uh, hey, 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 the Braves are a good team. The Braves are a fun team. So to give the listeners an idea of the Braves, because, again, I watched all three of the games this weekend. Uh, the Braves actually have some guys that are like, Childhood, their childhood teams mm-hmm. were the Braves, and like they are literally on fire right now. Can we guess at least two of those guys? I mentioned them at least five times already. Uh, Dansby Swanson and Matt Olson. There you go. Those those both guys. So Matt Olson grew up 20, 20 minutes. I think it was twenty minutes or twenty miles away from the stadium. Okay. Grew up a Braves fan. Got That's drafted by the A's. Hmm. He almost declined the contract because he wanted to get drafted by the A's. No, by the Braves. By the Braves. And then Dansby Swanson grew up in Kennesaw, Georgia, which is less than an hour away yeah. from Atlanta. Huge Braves fan. And he got drafted by the Braves out of Vanderbilt. What a dream. Again, mm. beautiful dream. And then another guy, there's so many guys like that grew up Braves fans. Michael Harris, stud rookie. Stud rookie. So uh, he's a center fielder for the Braves, 21 years old. I believe he's younger than me. Confusione, like... Almost everyone on the podcast. Uh, no, because Caleb and I both are going to be turning 22 this week. 22. That was 22. the worst. <laughs> but, uh, Caleb will be turning 22 on Wednesday the 5th, and I'll be turning 22 on Thursday the 6th. So yeah. a little note in there yep. for you yep. guys. Happy early birthday, boys. So, uh, yeah, this guy, how does it make you guys feel? Like, there's a rookie that's hitting almost, I think he's hitting over 280. In the MLB, that's younger than you guys. How does that make you feel? Probably oh played crap. baseball for a lot longer than me. I so. feel like a loser now. Thanks. <laughs> no, no, no. no, no. Happy get, birthday to me. Let's get in the cages, I guess. <laughs> get in the cages. Oh, you got to hit the gym, bro. Hit, hitting back to that Mets like lead, mm-hmm. ten and a half games over the Braves back, in, Braves back in June, and this is looking to be like one of the largest blown division leads if the Braves secure it, and it just really reminds me. They're the Atlanta Falcons of the MLB now. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just very – I'm happy for the Braves. Not a, I'm not a Braves fan, but, like, a lot of people that I know are Braves fans, so I can't help but be behind that. Mm. Moving forward, we've got week four of the NFL behind us now, and we're looking to rehash what is a kind of a disappointing week for the three of us. Mm-hmm. The yeah. Jags, the Finns, and the Saints all fell short in their games. Mm. Um, the Saints were in London – Fell yeah. short with that 61-yard field goal. Yeah. The Dolphins inevitably, not inevitably, but lost to a Tagovailoa. lost. And uh, yep. then the Jags just couldn't hold on to the football, Trevor, <laughs> and they couldn't hold on bad. to the win either in Doug Peterson's return to Philly. And now Philly stands alone as the only unbeaten team. Yep. Props to them, I guess, but... You know, so Confusioni, what happened? Yeah, yes. there was. I mean, you know, there there were some good games this weekend in the league. Not not. You know, obviously, this was like a horrible weekend for me. This Florida State loss, the Saints loss, and my fantasy team put up like sixty. So I'm with you, but not with the sixty. It was yeah. It was it was bad. It was a it was not a good football weekend for me. But I'm still coping. Uh, so yeah, we were in London, nine thirty a.m. Eastern time kickoff from foggy London town and we got absolutely 
shown up by the well. I won't say absolutely shown up. I won't say the shown Vikings up. Vikings should have beat the Saints by a lot more, and they oh, yeah. didn't. The we defense stand stood tall. The red time. rifle, the red rifle hung in there. Had a touchdown pass to Olave. Taysom Hill had a rushing touchdown pass. There's also a two point conversion thrown to Jarvis Landry. I was happy to standing see him alone in the end zone. Standing alone in the end zone. Um, it was you know good to see him healthy because I know he's questionable. We've got some notable guys out. AK's out. Michael Thomas is out. James. James is out, which, you know, I was honestly glad Andy Dalton got a chance to get in there and, you know, mm-hmm. get to play a little bit. I thought he looked pretty good for the most part. I mean, 20 for 28, 236 yards in a tud, that's not a bad day for really, his yeah. first start in a while. Um, and, you know, obviously missing the biggest weapon, Michael Thomas. But, yeah, so Will Lutz drills a 60-yarder for us, which was awesome to give us a lead. Uh, some stuff happens, whatever. We get the ball. Um we have to kick from 61. So there's a few incompletions, so we can't get Will Lutz any closer. 28-25, line Will Lutz up for a 61-yarder, and he double doinks off the left, upright, <laughs> it, it and was then bounces on the crossbar. Heartbreaking. And goes out, and yeah. I was, so. All the Saints players thought it was going in after it hit off the left one yeah. and then started going towards the middle. Well, Lutz, look, Lutz, Lutz is a stud, dude. I mean, he's been so he's, good. he's been one of our most... And we had Garrett Hartley back in the Super Bowl days. He was a good kick. He was a great kicker. And now we have Will Lutz, who's phenomenal. Um, Will Lutz is very consistent. Um, I don't even bl- I do not blame him at all for missing from sixty-one. That's a tough field goal to make. And he, he just made so it from close. sixty. Yeah. He just hit from sixty. Yeah. So you know, guy. to give you an idea, listeners, of where he was kicking from, he was kicking it on the football. He's on, on the, the logo. He's on the logo. On the logo. He's on the logo. Anytime you're anywhere near the logo, you know it's a pretty long kick. So. Yeah, Saints fall one and three. Not an ideal start. Probably not going to be an outstanding year for us. Don't have super high hopes. But hey, we got the Seahawks next week. Let's hope we can contain <laughs> yeah. Geno Smith. I don't know. Geno went off. They, yeah, Geno went off. Let's talk. I want to talk so about let's that. Let's talk about that game. That for a second. Seahawks yeah. versus Lions game. So the Lions are on pace to give up the most points ever in an NFL season. But they also that still is. drop plus forty points as well. Oh yeah, they really, do. Yeah, yeah. two point fourth quarter. It's they crazy. do a good job, like scoring points, but they do a good job giving up points too. Let's. I mean, Geno Smith right now. He is doing very well. Number one rated quarterback according to Pro Football. Focus. Jared Goff is number. Two, I think. Is he really? Jared Goff. Yeah. It wouldn't surprise me. He's he 378 points. passing yards, four touchdowns, and one interception. He put up 34 points for me. But G- Geno Smith was 23 for 30, 320 yards, and two touchdowns. Rashad Penny joined Rashad him Penny. with two more touchdowns Dude. and over 100 yards rushing and 17 carries. I just... These Seahawks are not going away. It's resem- It resembles slightly to me that Jalen Hurts and... Uh, um, Miles Sanders duo over in Philly. Yeah. Um, slight. I mean, probably not. No, you're, no, you're right. I just don't like. Uh, yeah. Well, I, I think it's. I mean, you got two dudes, a quarterback who can run. And, I mean, he had 49 rushing yards, and he's also got an Gino arm. Gino is more mobile than I thought. Yep. Gino can run for an older dude. He can run, he's, and that's is he always really been, that old though. He know. for his play style, I think he's an older guy. Okay, because I think if you're if you're that kind of mobile, you know, like to run a lot style quarterback, you know, he's kind of getting out of the age range where he's going to be like stable for a while. So yeah. it's a good thing he's got Rashad Penny in there with him. DK obviously had a crazy game, 149 yards on seven catches. So. Yeah, Seahawks, don't take them for granted. They're going to give the Saints fits this weekend. Uh, but I am excited to watch that game. 
Just uh, to kind of... Yeah, that's I agree. So, uh, a few other things happened. The Raiders got their first win. Congrats. La- Lamar was red hot in the first half, but then struggled in the second half. A bad, questionable decision by Harbaugh not to kick the game-winning... The game-going-ahead field goal in the last two minutes mm, led to the Bills yeah. driving down the field to kick their own field goal and win the game. Harbaugh just doesn't trust his defense. But yeah. the Jets also win. won... In Kenny Pickett's first game, Pickett rushed for two rushing touchdowns, which was fine with him, but Zach Wilson was back, mm-hmm. and man, it was something Philly special about it. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> it was a beautiful Philly special. He caught it. Zach yeah, Wilson hit the gritty in the end zone. He's definitely confident. He said he has the best hands on the team. I don't <laughs> He's just a stud he's just, all around. He's confident. Hey, he's he's a mom he's a mom he's a mom guy. Mom lover for sure. Yeah, mom lover. So but. now we're gonna move into some college football. I'm gonna let Naaman break it down in our two minute drill. I'm going to start the clock. Pause it. I will not start it just yet. Well, pause the audacity. I've had a chance to. Now we're going to move into our college football section of our podcast where Naaman is going to give our two minute drill and break down all the games from this past week. Naaman, you ready? Yeah. Three, two, one. So the biggest news of the week uh, was the Georgia Bulldogs finally looked. Like, they looked beatable. Uh, Like, they should have been beat. Missouri was up the entire game, and then Georgia just found a way to win because Missouri is Missouri, and they're never good in the fourth quarter in the final, the ending of the game. So, Georgia stays alive. They stay unbeaten, but they move back to two. Bama goes to one. Uh, UCLA beat Washington. UCLA slides into the top 25. Wake takes down Florida State in a close game. But close-ish. It was close-ish, yeah. But I wish F- FSU did better. Uh, but So Wake moves up into the top 17. Alabama beats Arkansas. Oklahoma State beats a top 16 Baylor. Uh, Mississippi State takes down Texas A&M. Clemson takes down NC State in a top 10 matchup. So now the key thing looking to for next week, we have a top 20 matchup. TCU goes to Kansas. Like, how is that a top 25? How is that a top 20 matchup? That's crazy. And then we also have FSU going to NC State, and then we have Auburn going to Georgia, probably to get slaughtered. Uh, They are 28-point dogs. So, Yeah, one thing I want to add with that as far as college football last week is, man, Oklahoma sucks. (laughs) Oklahoma's a bust. Yeah. Yeah. That's just one thing I wanted to add in there. Also, Two two weeks in a row they've lost now. And not even close games to, like, TCU whooped them. Mm. Absolutely whooped them. Mm. Yeah. So the big – so, like, uh, stat that I saw is that the Big 12, they have – so all their games are ranked, at least have a ranked team except one game next week. Oklahoma versus Texas. Mm, yeah. Neither of those teams are ranked, and they're versing each other next Crazy. week. Easy. Awesome. That's our two-minute drill. That's very, very oh, loud. I hate Sorry that about that, guys. <laughs> but moving forward, we got to give our picks for the upcoming weeks of college football and the NFL. So I'm going to start in college football. We're going to go rapid fire through all these picks this week. And to start us off, Naaman touched on it. FSU going to Raleigh to face the Wolfpack, number 14 in the country. Mm-hmm. Are they number 10? Oh, they were 10. Now they dropped to 14. So Yeah, they're 14 now. I don't know. As, mad, as badly as I want to pick the Knolls, I'm going to pick the Knolls, but it's going to be a tough game. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah, it's. I'm going to go Knolls as well, but definitely will be a tough game in a tough environment. 
for Florida State. It'd be nice to get another way win. We'll see what happens. I don't take any pleasure in saying this. Not so fast. I'm going Wolfpack. My granddad was a Wolfpack alum. Uh, I think they're going to win. Coming off of a loss. They're angry. They're angry. I think they're, they want it more than FSU. That's FSU. True. Again, I think we're still on the high of LSU that win. So I don't know. Next I mean, game yeah, after we're yeah next game, we could talk FSU all day. Yeah, we but we're gonna move <laughs> yeah. forward. Number eight Tennessee heads down to LSU in Baton Rouge to face mm. the number twenty five team in the country. Mm. It's nice to see, not really nice to see LSU in the rankings, but they are ranked now. And uh, I'm gonna go Tennessee. They're they're on a they're on a tear in the SEC top ten team. Can't go wrong. Yeah, I'm going to go LSU on this one, actually. I think they're going down to Louisiana. I think it's going to be an absolutely crazy environment there. I think the students are going to be going berserk. <laughs> and I think Tennessee's really confident right now, but they're about to get shown up by the Tigers coming in off a win against the the Auburn Tigers. Excuse oh, yeah. me. Yeah. The Auburn Tigers. Uh, LSU's looked good ever since they lost to us. They even looked good when they lost to us. Mm-hmm. So I think they're uh, they, they have a statement to make this game. I think this is their opportunity to, you know, shoot up in the rankings a little bit. LSU has Jaden Daniels, really good player. But mm-hmm. I'm gonna go Tennessee. I think they're legit. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if LSU snuck it out. That's true. Uh, now moving on. College game day. Yeah, college game day. Yeah. Number 17 TCU goes to Kansas to face the Jayhawks, who are now number 19 after last week's close win against Iowa State. I'm going to go TCU. They absolutely steamrolled Oklahoma, whereas Kansas just squeaked out a win against Iowa, unranked Iowa State. So, yeah, I've got the Horn Frogs. I'm going to go TCU on this one, too. I just like, agreement with you. I don't think Kansas has really proven themselves yet, although they are unbeaten. Uh, I think TCU, the Horned Frogs, have got this game. I'm going to go to Kansas. I think Kansas is red hot. For the first time ever, they're not just good at basketball. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm going to go Kansas at home. I think they're going to pull it off. Uh, now, I threw this in here for Naaman, but Auburn is going into Athens, Georgia, to face the number two team in the country. Mm-hmm. I think the Bulldogs are going to absolutely curb stomp them, especially because they're mad about the Missouri game last week. Yeah, Georgia's about to have probably the worst week of practice they've had in a while. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to get they're, – they're going to – well, no, they're in Georgia, excuse me. But I think they're going to win this game pretty convincingly. I'm going to go uh, Georgia. If it was in Auburn, I would go Auburn. I would say upset. But Auburn, I don't know when the last time they beat Georgia in Athens. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. Yeah, it's been at least like eight years. So Yeah. And then our next game is Texas at Oklahoma. Hopefully Quinn Ewers is back, but this is going to be a huge, huge game. If Quinn Ewers is back, I'm going to go Longhorns. But either way, I might still just go Longhorns because I just really don't trust the Sooners oh, he's at bad. all. Oh, he's oh, I was, just I was about to say, I, either way, I think if Quinn is there, I think more points will be put up for sure, but I think either way, Texas has got this game. So the crazy thing is this is supposed to be like the big game this week. This is supposed to be college game day, That's but it's not. two unranked teams, yep. historic programs. I'm going to go Texas. Uh, Oklahoma, they're coming off two losses in a row. It would stink make, to make it three. three but let's make it three. So I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do. I know we had a little more games listed, but we all know Alabama's gonna take out A and M. And then uh, let's just do the. You guys want to do the Utah game or the Arkansas game? Which one are you more 
fancied about. Uh, let's do the Utah. It's Utah. Ranked. Utah number 11 goes to UCLA, who's ranked number 18. Mm. I think I'm going to go Bruins. I really don't trust the Utes at all, especially after their Florida game. They just haven't looked much better. I don't really know why they're ranked so high. <laughs> yeah, I'm in agreement uh, with you on that one. I'm going to go with UCLA winning this game. Uh, yeah, don't have 100% confidence in Utah. I do think they're a good team. I think they kind of They've been on the come up since that Florida win, but I think against UCLA, I think their uh, Bruins are going to get the upper hand. Okay, uh, I'm going to go UCLA as well. Uh, UCLA is undefeated. Utah has a loss. I think it's in LA too, so I'm going to go UCLA. Last game on my chart, I've got Missouri heading down to Gainesville to play UF. Oh boy, and I think that Missouri is. I mean, they got a loss, but they're on a high. You know, they played well against Georgia. They're like, oh, if we did that well against the former number one team, we can destroy the Gators. So I'm going to go Tigers on this one. I'm going to go Gators on this one. I think they've got too much talent or more talent than Missouri, at least, to win this game. And they're in the swamp, so I think the Gators are going to win. Yeah, I think Gators are going to win, too. All right, heading on into week five of the NFL, starting with Thursday Night Football, Colts at Broncos. I'm going to take the Broncos. I just really hate the Colts. Uh, I'm going to go with the Colts. I don't think Russ is quite what we expect him to be in Denver. I think the Colts find a way. Hopefully, uh, Jonathan Taylor gets it rolling Thursday Night Football. Broncos just had their starting running back, Terrace ACL. So I didn't see that. I'm going to go Colts. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Also, the Broncos, Russell Wilson is not a good quarterback. He's not an elite quarterback anymore. So I'm going to go Colts. Um, I'll stick with my guns on that one. But <laughs> Texans, Jags, obviously I got Jags. I'm going to go Jags as well. Texans, sorry, Dougie Mills. Y'all don't look very good this year. I'm going to go Jags, a redemption game. I think they're going to win it. Oh, yeah. Bears head into Minnesota to face the Vikings. Kirk Cousins could have been better last week, but I'm still going to go Vikings just because it's at home, and that Minnesota crowd is unlike any other. Uh, I feel weird. I'm going to go Bears on this one. They're running the triple option Ooh. now. I think that's interesting. Uh, I don't think Minnesota is going to be able to handle it on the defensive side as well. I think it's a shootout, but I got the Bears. I just looked up if it was a primetime game or not. It's not. It's a 1 o'clock game, yeah, so o'clock. I got Vikings winning. Uh, Seahawks at Saints. I think the Saints are angry that they almost knocked off the – or at least almost went into overtime with the Vikings. I think that Andy Dalton's going to have a pretty good week in practice, and a lot of kinks are going to get taken out, and I think the Saints can win at home. I'm going to go New Orleans as well. I kind of – you know, I, I don't think – and there's a part of me that can't go with New Orleans. I'm going to go to New Orleans, especially if we get AK back, his ribs feeling a little bit better then I think we can get that running game moving, establish it early. Um, but, yeah, I'm going to go NOLA with this one. I'm going to go NOLA, too. Uh, I think the Seahawks are on a high. Saints want a win really badly. and I think the home crowd is going to get them there. Oh, yeah. Now, the Miami Dolphins go into New York to face Zach Wilson and the Jets. Ooh. I'm going to go Jets on this one. Wow. I just think that Zach Wilson is hyped to be back, mm. and he played decently well. He still had some picks, but they played well. I'm just going to go Jets because I'm high on the Jets. Mm. No, I've got the Fins here. Uh, offense is too high-powered. The Jets the, J- the Jets aren't bad. I think they're better than they have been in past years, but the Dolphins are just mm-hmm. too much. Coming coming off a, an L against the Bills, they're going to be a little bit upset about that. I think they win in New York. I think it really depends on how Teddy Bridgewater plays. If he I like Teddy acts, Two Gloves. If he acts like a veteran <laughs> quarterback, I have him winning. But 
it would not shock me if he just disappoints because yeah. he's a backup for a reason, you know. Yeah. But uh, so I'm gonna go Dolphins. So that's the my pick. undefeated Eagles go to Arizona to face Kyler Murray and the Cardinals. Woo. I think the Eagles are just on a tear. I think the Eagles are just on a tear. I just think that um, yeah, I'm gonna go Eagles. Yeah, I'll go Eagles as well. They're really hot right now. The Cardinals haven't 100% proven themselves, although they are coming off a win against Carolina. But I think the Eagles have just got too much firepower on their team. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go Eagles, too. The Cardinals barely beat uh, Carolina, Carolina Panthers. And Carolina's not good. So Sunday night football, Joe Shiesty faces Lamar Jackson in Baltimore. I think I'm going to go... Yeah, I'm going to go Ravens on this one. I think Lamar is a little upset about how that Bills game ended, and he's going to... Head back home and just absolutely have a shootout with Joe Burrow. Joey B is back. I think the Bengals get the win on Sunday night football. He's going to tear apart that Ravens defense. That Ravens defense is kind of horrendous, I think. So uh, I got the Bengals winning this game. Um, I'm going to go Bengals, too. I think the Bengals are red hot. Uh, yep. Yeah. So uh, Raiders go to Arrowhead to face Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. I'm going to go Chiefs. They played really well against the Bucks last night. And I think that momentum is just going to build, and the Raiders just aren't what we expected them to be. Yeah, I've got the Chiefs too. Naaman, you're right about the uh, the little drama thing being over overhyped. And uh, yeah, you, I think that that Chiefs offense, the tired Chiefs squad, has just got too much. They're such a joy to watch. I, I love watching them. I wish I got to watch them every Sunday as my team, honestly, because they <laughs> yeah. are just such so much fun to to see. But you know, they they've they're just oh my gosh, Andy Reid's got some crazy stuff drawn up for them all the time. So they're it, gonna win. It's crazy. They lost weapons, and you'd think that they would like fall off. But they didn't. They're right back there. They're an electric, exciting offense to watch. And it's it stinks when they're versing your team. Because yep. you hope that they're not. Yep. And then they were up against the box by like 21. Like in the first half wasn't even over. And it's like, dang, man. But uh, I'm going to go Chiefs. The Chiefs are just an amazing team. Uh, I think any drama you see is just the media just trying to find this news line. They're just really good. So I'm going to go Chiefs. Awesome. Well, that's our episode six. Thank you guys for everyone who tuned in to this week's episode of To The House. We have such a blast with this podcast, and it continues to get so much better. I wanted to shout out our first 100 followers on our Instagram page. I love to see the traction. I love to see the support, and we can't wait to cover more sports next week. Also, shout out to our editor guy, Mr. John David Cobb. Oh, yeah. Down in Orlando, Florida. We love you. We love what you're doing. We appreciate you working with us. It's been a joy so far. Love having you on the team and appreciate all you do. Yeah, we really appreciate you, man. It's been great to work with you and see your talents. So as always, this is Naaman, Caleb, and Caleb signing off. Woo!